Let us pray. Gracious, loving God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks that we have this opportunity, um, as strange as it is, um, to hear you, uh, to worship you, um, and to be interpreters of your word. So God, guide us. That we may indeed do that. That even um, outside of our normal studio, may we know you truly in our hearts. In Jesus' most holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. It is not good evening. That's my normal line that starts this show. Uh, It is good morning, friends. Um, And uh, welcome to Scripture Talk, the podcast where we talk about Scripture. We We are in an Arab. Airbnb um, in uh, Houston, Texas, an undisclosed location deep in the heart of Houston. Um, we are at the Texas. It'll explode it with the Evo back there. We are, we are uh, at the Texas Annual Conference, um, and yeah, so that is why everything looks different. I am Pastor Trey Comstock. Uh, to my right is Sister Brandy Dudley and Pastor her- Scott Ketchup. There we go. Um, and this indeed is uh, the. Uh, so I don't have chat. Scott has chat. So this is indeed where we're going to talk about scripture. Um, but only Scott can monitor the chat. I've got a laptop here. I've got a soundboard here. These are microphones we only recently acquired like it's great um the on the road show yes okay so our scripture is one we preach on every year at least once um it is acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 21 it is um the story of pentecost when the day of pentecost had come they were all together in one place And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like a rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house and where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at the sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians and Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own language, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to each other, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let it be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. Actually, it's eight o'clock in the morning. (laughs) No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I shall pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above, and signs in the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is one of, I don't know, let's put it in the top five important scriptures in scripture, right? Yeah. Yeah. Stories of the resurrection. The stories of the creation. Mm-hmm. I would put John one up there, right? The like oh, yeah, in the beginning was the word, right? Like, and then there's this because this is the thing, as we've said many times, um, 
this is the thing that establishes where we are now. This is the thing, um, and this was a real theme in the last series, but it will continue on even into this sermon, um, that this is the era we live in now. Mm-hmm. So anything that happens after Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 21, you don't get to look at and go, well, that's them, and they're them, them they're Bible times, and those things don't happen anymore. We don't have them big floods. We're in Houston. We have those big floods. Um, but, like, you know, donkeys don't talk. And we, we have this sense that, like, there are Bible stories that happen in Bible times. To some extent. Uh, to some extent. Um, <laughs> I've seen a lot of them talk this week. I was about um, to say, I've seen something similar to a donkey talking. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we have this sense that, like, there be Bible times and then there be modern times. And prior to Acts chapter 2, you're 100% right. Jesus does not physically walk the earth. Donkeys do not talk. We can't put all the animals in the ark anymore. But we can do all the things that happen in Acts once we clear chapter 2. Because we have now the same tool set that they had then, the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. And so we don't get to look at ourselves and go, ah, I can't do that. I can't, you know, I am not blessedly, I am not Jesus. But I can be like Peter. I can be like Paul. I can be like James. I can be like Stephen. I can be like everyone who was in that room um, that day in Acts chapter 2 because the gift they had then did not go away. It stays. It grows. It is present with us right here, right now. This is a... The birth of the church. That's really what yes. it is. This is talking about the uh, birth of the church where realistically we should continually be growing and getting better than where it started. That's kind of how that works as you grow from a, from a birth thing. And so you know, funny, yeah. us know uh, that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. And right. so this is the empowerment to f- fulfill the mission that was given in the Great Commission. It's like, well, how, how do we do that? How do we? By the Holy Spirit. And it's a change in us that encourages us, that strengthens us, that leads us by love to go out and see things given to others who also need that same power. And it's a interesting thing because it's not just a we get something to go out and do something. We get something to go out and give that same something right. to others. Obviously, we're not you know, the ones giving it, but we're carrying it. We're the in conduit us. for it, right? Yeah, we, exactly. We are... Um, yeah, this this goes back to what, what I think is an important work of theology, and at this point, y'all better agree with me. Uh, it's Dietrich Bonhoeffer's life together, right? Yeah, um, and part, yeah, I know. We never never talked about him in four years of doing this show. We've never talked about Bonhoeffer. Yeah. Uh, Bonhoeffer, like Bruno, we do not talk about him. That's not true. Yeah, um, that because that, that that's one of those like one of the number one ways that anyone experiences the spirit is in the form of Christians. Is Christians sharing it with one another, right? And that's one of those great arguments. Part of why he talks about that is, and the book is called Life Together, because he's encouraging you to do life together. Oh, I can do some really fun mic work if I get really up on, that's just great, and irresponsible. Um, That you can, that you miss out on something in the Christian experience um, by not being a community, not just because the scripture says don't neglect to gather together, um, but because 
you share the spirit with one another. You see God more in your life when you get to participate in sharing and receiving God from other people. But there are more Christians out there that have that mindset. I don't need to be with other people. I'd rather worship God by myself. Who needs church and everything? I had one guy to tell me not too long ago, I can worship God by myself. I don't need to be around anybody. So that mindset is kind of popular nowadays. You know, I, I, I know. But it's not biblical. I, I, and I get that, like, you can accept Jesus anywhere. My friend uh, Travis will always claim he accepted Jesus on the toilet. Um, Good place to sit there. I, I mean, he was contemplating deeply, I guess. Glory. Yeah, glory to God. <laughs> Amen. Um, yes. Um. But, so yes, you can you, if you view this faith, if I hold my hand like this, I cover the camera. If, if you view this faith as fire insurance... Sure, I guess, right? And I'm not going to put God in a box, and God can move in your life in any way. But I will say, and I think clearly, what I, my read of Acts chapter 2 is that you are missing out. You are deliberately cutting yourself off from the very important works of God. I had that seminary professor, Wild Bill Daniels, um, who taught both Methodist history and evangelism. Those two things go together. Um, yeah. um, and... He, will, he has a very long lecture on the first miracle of Pentecost is not the descent of the Holy Spirit. Y'all have heard me say this before. It's that they were all gathered in one place. In one accord. In one accord. That's the key. In one accord. Right. Uh, we got some cool things out here. Uh, one shout out to Tesney Davis who said good morning, but afternoon here. So oh. it makes me wonder if she's going back to visit family in Wales. Uh, yes, Jeannie, yes, she did. Yes, she flew out last week. Nice. Yeah. Jeannie's saying that we need community. And you're absolutely right. And I, one of the things I, I like is how it talks about the Holy Spirit showing up on them as tongues of fire. Yeah. <laughs> now, Okay, so anytime you have coals or a fire, each individual coal is going to be hot and it's going to burn. But when you put them with other coals, it burns hotter. It creates yeah. a larger heat source and accomplishes much more. The other aspect of that, you can have the coals that are started and burning all at the same time. Take one away and isolate it off to the side. It, it cools off. It is going to cool yeah. oh. off. Exactly. And that's the way uh, we often do in our spiritual lives. Even though it may still be hot off on our own it is not going to be as bright it's not going to be as hot as when we have others working together with us and there's a reason proverbs talks about is iron sharpens iron you know we, we need each other to help keep that flame going within us to be the best and have the most of jesus that we can have quite frankly there is a different worship experience that, together than what you do on your own and we need both and we've been experiencing kind of the – this is an interesting text for us to reflect on today, right? Because we have been um, in – you know, last night and, and, and yeah. Sunday evening, we've been in worship services with over a 1,000 people in them because we're here at this – why we're doing this remote is we're at the Texas Annual Conference at the United Methodist Church, right? And so we've been in big conference worships. And so – I Fun side note, um, Emily and I realized that Sunday evening's opening worship was the first time in four years of ministry together that we ever just worshipped. And we're not, that we were in a yeah. service where both of us just had to worship and did not have any job in the service. That, felt, that, that had really never, feel good. That yes. had never happened in four years. Yeah, that's um, good. Wow. It was very strange. Um, but we, you know, the, 
you know, we, we were talking, we've talked a lot about like the people you run into in the hallway, right? Um, the people you shake hands, the people for, you know, for some of us, we haven't seen them in, th- you know, three years since we last had this conference um, in person in 2019. Yeah. Um, and so that we feel like, you know, part of the energy of conference isn't just that we're busy. It's that we're in a place together with 2,000 people we share a faith with. Right. And, yes, and that was amazing yesterday morning with the morning devotion that the Holy Spirit fell. I mean, yeah. in that place yesterday, tears were flowing, hands were in the air. We were all together in one accord, agreeing that praise Him, praise yes. Him. You know, Absolutely. Jesus is Lord. That was that was awesome. And who would not want to be in that type of atmosphere? That's what gives life to us when we're in a world of death and destruction. When we come together as like-minded people to worship a awesome God, it gives life. I like what that bishop said last yeah. night. We are not death dealers. Right. We're, we're supposed to be life givers. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. And, and the fact of seeing... Uh, you know, so when you read writings by Wesley, you, you get this feeling that maybe he was a reserved, truncated individual. My I mean, heart was strangely warm. I mean, he but is when a little still. He's a little stilted. Yeah, he is. But but he did some amazing things. Yes. You know, and so you sometimes think, okay, so the UMC is is this okay? You get this idea of how they do worship. Let me tell you what. There was some clapping. Mm. There was some shouting. Yeah. There was some emotional preaching with that man running back and forth across the well, stage. Let's not forget about Tabitha and, yesterday, uh, right? Tabitha, we've heard some word that yeah. was moving yeah. uh you you had moving of the holy spirit you had moving of the uncomfortableness as god's words tapped your heart yeah. going this is how it's supposed to be yeah. and that is what comes from life giving word when the holy spirit's in a message it isn't stale it's going to have its work uh sometimes it's encouraging sometimes it's both encouraging yeah. and making you realize hey i too need to do better thank you well and what's interesting if you think about the Pente- thinking about what you just said about preaching and thinking about what happens on Pentecost, yeah. right? And we so we the, this sermon goes on for twenty more verses, and so I admit I left them off. Um, we just we've always just done verses one through twenty one because it comes to a logical enough stopping place, and then we're not just reading forty forty uh, 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 <laughs> verses in, on Sunday morning. But Peter does both, right? Here we get this inherently optimistic vision of what God's great and glorious day is, what the power of the Spirit can do, that people who would not normally prophesy are prophesying, that people who would not normally be able to leap for joy, leap for joy, Mm -hmm. right? That it is inherently an inclusive thing, right? Old men, young men, women, whatever, slave, free, right? Like it is, you know, we, we know Galatians 5, but this sermon you know, or Galatians three rather, but like this sermon, like kind of presupposes it, right? That this is like, it comes to all and it is this great and glorious vision. And so I, part of it is that in Christianity is inherently an optimistic faith, right? Christianity is inherently an optimistic faith. The message. I mean, there's hope. There, yeah. The, no, but the message of, the, so <laughs> the message of Pentecost isn't just that there's hope, there's hope. And there's power. Right. That's the word right there, power. Right. It is not just, it is not just that like we hope that things that can, can get better. It yeah. is that if we take our scriptures seriously, we know that things will get better. And we know how. So hold, so hold them up. You mean to tell me? Hold them up. Yeah, hold them up. Oh, no. So we, you we, mean to tell me? That we got the power yeah, uh-huh. to make a change in this world. But the thing about it is, are we willing to take that power willing, out right. to oh. use it? Oh, 
So, so it's, it's often like uh, when you walk into a room, the power is always there. But until you flip yeah, that switch, switch, no light is shown. And oftentimes we as Christians are walking around going, why can't I see what's going on? But we're not activating that power. We're not laying hold of what's there for us. And it's not that God has failed. Mm. God hasn't come through. We're not following the instruction book that says flip the switch. We're not, we're not using the tool we have available to us. And so let, uh, that's an, like, let's think about Peter here for a second. Yeah. Right. We know, because it's in the book, that Peter says yes to the move of the Holy Spirit in his life right there. Right? right, right. right? How much public speaking experience did Peter have prior to this moment? None. None. Mm. Right? None. So here is... He had to step out. Here is an uneducated fisherman. I'm not, I'm not knocking him. It's just, right? He was a heck of a fisherman. Um, he was a good man. Yeah. He has a family somewhere. He had a mother-in-law. Um, but like here is like you know a, a responsible business owner, a, 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 you know a good working class guy. Mm-hmm. He's not educated. He's not a public speaker. Jesus has been doing all the talking, mm-hmm. and now Jesus is gone. And so Peter clearly feels something stirring in his heart that I'm going to go out there and talk. There are thousands of people. We know it because we know he we you know he converts three thousand of them. So there are more than three thousand yeah. people. He has never mm-hmm. preached before, and he steps up. Because of the move of the Spirit in his life, he steps out. Mm-hmm. He is, puts himself, he goes, steps yeah. way outside of his comfort zone. He fishes for fish and he fishes with nets. Here he is now a fisher of men and he is using his words, which is not his forte prior to this point. Right. And because <laughs> he says yes, you can always say no. We, we, we just read all these stories, and the, you know, this is not a Bible. This is my phone. This is what I read. Uh, I need the Bible that's in the studio that I can go that, you know, read here. Um, we read the stories that people said yes, but he could have said no. Yeah. He didn't. He was willing to be uncomfortable. He was willing to be vulnerable. He was willing to understand what the Spirit needed of him, and he stepped out. And because of that faithfulness, the power of the Holy Spirit, yes, but his faithfulness to what the Spirit was doing in him, 3,000 were saved that day. We got some really good stuff going on in the uh, uh, chat. Uh, a bunch of amens. Uh, Emily tossing out there about being surreal, about getting to worship, and yeah. also saying the worship's been good. Uh, earlier, uh, Jeannie said it should be hopeful, even though some try to make it gloom and doom. There is so, th- and I think that's because we don't always two things. One, we don't understand that revelation is good news. It's good news. Uh, it's good <laughs> yeah. news. Um, the other is. Uh, this actually goes back uh, to the the uh, uh, oh shoot what is, the bishop who spoke last night. Yeah. Um, James. Thank you, Bishop James. Um, talked about in his sermon that some of that's on us, right? Some of that's on us as preachers for how we pre- present conviction. Should we be a part of, of God's you know convicting process? Yes, we should. If that's what's moving in your heart to speak yeah. a word of conviction. Um, but he said in his sermon, um, never condemn someone to hell without a tear in your eye. Right? Yeah, that that there should be li- there should always be a path to life on the other side of it. We joke about the vintage twenty one Jesus videos. Uh, look them up; they're hilarious. But it is Jesus doing the sermon on the mountain. He goes, "Gather round, gather round. I have something to say to you. You're all. I've traveled many miles, healed many people, traveled many miles, performed many miracles, and healed many people of diseases to tell you this. You're all evil. There is no hope." That is all. Thank you. 
<laughs> and this is, this is done as satire. This is a youth group doing satire of what yeah. they see in the church. And that, I think, aligns very well with don't condemn to hell without a tear in your eye, right? Yes. Do not gather around, gather around, gather around, children, I have something to say to you. And the answer is you're all evil and there is no hope because the message of Pentecost is not you're all evil, there is no hope. It is, as ever in Scripture, we are all kind of trash fires. But because of the presence of the Holy Spirit and the sacrificing love of Christ, there is always hope. And so yeah. we as preacher, there's, there's a congregation side to this too, um, but I heard, I, I really resonated with what he said. Um, I don't remember a lot of sermons. Not a lot of them stick with me, uh, which yeah. is funny because I then wish other people would have my sermons stick with me, and I should probably repent of this and remember more sermons if I wish others if I wish others to remember mine. Um, but I really resonated with this of like always remember that this is an optimistic hopeful thing yeah. that not only do you need to change, but the power to change is there, right? It's not just hope because hope is I, you know, I hope for a lot of things. I hope yeah. the Astros win the championship. I have no power to make the Astros win the championship, but I do, I should not just have hope of the victory of God because I have the power to be a part of bringing about the victory of God in the world. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, uh, Jeannie had said, you know, y'all are absolutely glowing with the energy of the spirit. I first want to joke and say, no, that's just the uh, That's just lighting. the terrible lighting. <laughs> but but real, realistically, it has been invigorating. It has yeah. been uh, eye-opening some, some different things, and it's good to have that refilling. Uh, you know, several have talked about the song, I Got the Power, We've Got the Power. Somebody tagged it. Hey, that could be a summer of rock song for this week. Yes, I know. Yes. I think we're – no, I guess we won't spoil it, but like uh, there is a very appropriate song running yeah. for summer of rock this week. And, and, and yeah. so it's, uh, it's, it's just amazing because realistically this is the Christian yeah. walk. This isn't like – you know, okay. Uh, you see in scripture, especially in Corinthians, people uh, arguing over what's the best gift. Well, they're all good, and guess what? They all come from, from the, the same spirit. spirit. Therefore, we are all to be filled with the spirit, even though it may be outwardly shown differently in the way our ministry is. Sure. But we should all have that anticipation that there's more from God and that we can accomplish whatever our particular mission is because he's with us and he's going to give us the power to do so. I've spent a lot of my life as a Methodist pastor uh, being told that this is a, you know, by people um, who have an agenda um, saying this is a dead hearted denomination. Um, I have what I have seen this week reminds me it's just not true. The, the there are no there can be no church has to be a dead-hearted church. Right? No denomination has to be a dead-hearted denomination. And it does not mean that people who have wandered away or churches that have wandered away or denominations that have felt like they're fading, it doesn't mean revival can't happen. The message of Pentecost is that revival can always happen. Right? Because you've got to think about, you know, where, where we are in the church story. There are a hundred people of, 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 a, of, a, of a, you know, nation of, of thousands, of an empire of millions. In that room on Pentecost Day, there was a hundred people. That seems like a really weird thing to declare your birthday. Doesn't look, <laughs> we call, it doesn't look like a victory at all, right? And Jesus isn't even on earth anymore, Right? This is a movement um, led by a rabbi who got killed. Now, he rose from the dead, but, you know, he got killed. Um, 
and there are a hundred of them. Yeah. You think you got critics. They've killed Jesus. Yeah. Oh, they uh, and then there comes the spirit. Yeah. And in a moment, a thing that was a hundred became 3,000. In a moment. My childhood pastor uh, coming up in the A&B church when the people were like, down or whatnot, or they were in the spirit. He would be up there preaching his heart out and stuff. His famous line was, "Come on, y'all, put some wood on the fire. <laughs> Come on, put some wood on the fire." So that's what we need to do as Christians today with the Holy Spirit at our grass. Come on and put some wood on the fire, and let's burn for the spirit. And that, honestly, Randy, I think that's as good a place as any to end yeah. uh, this edition. Uh, Go this and put some wood. Good and the put fire. some wood on the fire. Uh, thank you so much. I'm so wonderful that we had a live audience even though we did a show at 8 o'clock in the morning. Shout out to our international viewers. Yes. Um, this, you know, that, that's incredible. Uh, we're going worldwide. Um, I, you know, this, this is what I love about the internet. <laughs> I hate a lot about the internet, but these kind of moments where we've got Tesney logging in uh, from a whole other country. Uh, oh, shout out to the Queen of England on the Jubilee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah a lot yeah. of shout outs. Um, so if you have uh, feedback for this show, uh, as of our email us, gracechurchpalestine um, at gmail.com. You can post comments here on Facebook, and we always deeply appreciate the live audience. Uh, you can uh, post a comment on our YouTube channel over on our website, palestinegrace.com slash videos. If you need an audio-only version of the show, uh, the one for this show is going to be slightly delayed, but it is happening. Um, uh, just, uh, yeah, uh, search Scripture Talk by Grace Church in your podcatcher of choice. We will be back next week uh, from, it's another remote episode, but we'll be in our home studios because um, I'm uh, still on the road, uh, but this time relaxing and not working, uh, but I'll have my production set up with me. So again, it should be, with a little bit of luck, um, Monday night at 6 p.m. Um, I think I've said all those things. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Fear not. Stay well. God is with us. kind of have to kind of hold it up because it's one of those you know it's one of those mics you kind of hold in this range and so when you're talking just kind of lift it up here and then if someone else, what, your, your partner's talking just kind of hate it or, or, or you can do what do you think we could, we could do this interview style no what's that um, family guy he goes I'm standing here with yes yeah <laughs> I'm standing here with Sister Brandy Dudley Sister Brandy fine <laughs> back to you in the studio It's Tuesday. It's not Tuesday. It's Wednesday. Yes, it's Wednesday. Jeez. Don't make it Tuesday again. Don't make it Tuesday again. So please. yesterday I thought it was like, you know, whatever that was. Tuesday night I thought it was, fr- no, Monday night. God, to Monday night I thought it was Friday. Like, you tell, I was like, it's only Monday. I was like, no way, it's only Monday. And now I'm like, it's Tuesday. I do not want to relive Tuesday. No, we don't. Oh, look. The, okay, so Brandy, do not, it can't figure out what to do with the two of us sitting next to each other. It can't figure out how to white balance it. Well, okay. Oh, boy. Look at that. Look, but it keeps changing, and the lighting is not changing. Oh, my goodness. So now it's keyed on you. Yeah. Right? And so I'm in the dark, which makes sense. And now it's keying on me. 
And it's washing me out. And it's washing you out. Because we have the reverse Oreo going. Today. Right, yeah, this is a reverse, reverse this is, this is Oreo. Like and it's going, okay, so it's we need to fish. balance the extreme bright, then there's, there's the shadow. Right, and so now it's, it's, now it's queuing on Brandy again. <laughs> There's a special edition Oreo cookie. Special edition right. Oreo cookie. We have we are fundamentally confusing the oh, white balance Jimmy. sensor. Good morning, Jimmy. He's What's up, Jimmy? Oh, we should actually we got somebody paying attention. We should probably. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, here yeah. And not yeah. Just complain about that my uh, white the white balance chip on my laptop is confused. You know, I, I deeply appreciate our shared ministry and our friendship, Brandy. But apparently, the white balance chip on this laptop is very especially when my arm is like. Look at this. You're disappearing, man. I'm disappearing. No, Casper. Casper the Friendly Ghost. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, oh Jeannie says Brandy needs the emphasis anyway. Yeah, okay, so, yeah. I need to lighten up anyway, yeah. That's true. No, I, I, I'm fine with the like the half-shadow look. It makes me look moody and brooding in a way that I, you know, I can yes, talk with. Yes, most definitely. Shout-outs to uh, Jimmy on his ordination. Yes, yeah, woo-woo, good, uh, good, on good, his good. Ordination. Uh, it was a beautiful... So uh, happy. Uh, I was so glad that we as a Grace Church crew um, could be there. And so uh, we're ready to do a show. I mean, we're kind of just started a show. So yeah, give me an edit point that I may just... Anyways, 